0: Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers, Lord, just sinners just like us, Lord, and just, uh Lord, humbled by it. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord, and just being with us in this time. And Thank you for your word, Lord, and thank you for everybody here that short up, Lord. I pray you just bless and bless those who couldn't make it, Lord. And Lord, again, we just lift our pastor up, Lord, that you, you heal his guts up, Lord, just heal those Lord, his intestines, Lord, just heal that up. Give him strength, Lord, that we might see him this week, Lord, that we just, uh, Lord, rejoice in that. Lord, thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you, Lord, just for just being with us and bless you, Lord. Just thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. How was everybody's evening? All right. Oh. So Luke, chapter number 18. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around and setting up. I think I forgot to mention that that Wanda's memorial is at eleven. I apologize, Dale. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Did I miss anything else? Anybody knows of? Was there anything you needed, Dale? We're good. Alright, don't hesitate to ask me, Mike, Anna, anybody. So, huh? Amen. So I had this thought on the last one, and uh it was that iron sharpeneth iron. And you read through there, you find out some of the Pharisees were not really good sharpeners. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, I was looking at some of these Pharisees and I was looking at this passage, and I came up with a title and for what it is, it's, it's Pharisee friends. You know, in Luke, uh it just kind of says it all right here. Luke chapter 18 and and verse number nine. And we'll just read these, what six verses. It says, he spake this parable unto certain which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. You know, Jesus didn't hold that back. That's what I get from that verse. Jesus looked at those people and He goes, i got a parable to speak to you because of the way you are. I mean, as preachers, you shouldn't do that, I think. I don't do that. You know what I mean? I just don't. But Jesus does. <laughs> so He says, And He spake this parable unto certain which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. It says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. You know, I see that it says, and he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves. You know, there's a lot of people that just trust themselves. You know, I used to be that way. You know, I had a I had a great job. I mean, it wasn't until like '08 oh, I just you know you you think you have everything. You know, I had a I was working for David Schuler Masonry at the time. I was a foreman. I mean, I had a 05 Dodge Ram Dually truck, all just, I mean, loaded. I had a company gas card. I had a company paid for cell phone. And I could lay more stone than anybody. I was the best there. You know what I did? I trusted myself. I can get this done. I'm better than you. Ha-ha. You know? I was better than them, so I used it to my advantage. And then the economy hit. And then Dave Dave Shuler, actually, no, at first Dave Shuler died. Then the company went under. Then the economy crashed. And then I didn't have a job. And I remember for the first time, my wife hates it when I tell this story, but I remember we had to, I was on food stamps. I've never been on food stamps in my life. Way to go get food stamps, man! I wasn't trusting it myself anymore. It was humbling. That was one of those times I remember. I asked. I, I was. Everybody in the church knew. It. I mean, I told everybody, "Hey, pray for me. I got nothing." First thing gets cut in economy. <laughs> I mean, the rich little kid pig built his house out of brick. <laughs> they ain't building your house out of brick no more. We're trying to save money. You know, masonry's cut down right quick. And Dan. Dan told me, "You ever look at Craigslist?" I said, "Man, I've looked at them all. I've looked at them all." And he says, "You ever look at gigs at the bottom of Craigslist?" And I said, "No." But I had a choice right there. I could have just not listened. Yeah, I look at Craigslist. You know what I mean? But man, I, I listened to the, I listened to the voice, voice of God came out of Dan. And I went and looked. Oh Lord, first time looking at Craigslist. Oh, there's a masonry job. All the way down in like Newport or something. I didn't even have enough money to get down there. Got this job down there, end up making enough money to pay my rent. Trusting in the Lord. Then slowly stuff just started picking back up. And slowly I got out of that. You know what I mean? Now I own my own business. Trusting in the Lord. It ain't nothing Mike Nemeth's doing. I do good work. I try to keep a good name. A good name is better than riches. You know what I mean? I forget how that verse goes. I apologize. i would rather be chosen than much riches anyhow. But I'm not trusting in myself. I make some good money and I say, thank You, Lord. Because I know the Lord's the one that's providing it. It's not looking down and, oh, I'm better than that guy. Amen? Trust themselves that they didn't despise. He goes through this. This Pharisee, he goes through a, a checklist Christianity. I think that was one of the I liked about Brother Dan when he, he did a checklist Christianity with the teens down there. And we do that sometimes. Oh, I read my Bible, I prayed, you know, I, I didn't cuss today. That men pray for me. Um, you know what I mean? Just checking the boxes. Oh, yeah, I did this, I did this, I did this. But that. That publican, he just said, Lord, just be merciful to me, a sinner. Not despising others. They think they're not sinners. I met those people. You know, they, get, they kind of follow a little bit of a Calvinist kind of thing. Not to go out dive off there, but you know, they just, they think they're not sinners. They think they do everything right. Some people think they're always right. I learned that a while back ago. Is if when, you, when you get around those kind of people, just let it be right. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. I don't always have to be right. I don't have to, oh, okay, that's great. You know, you got no one just to, you know, you got no people. No one just walk off. Others do everything wrong. Or others think that, you know what, they're just, they're not like me. I've seen preachers that are like that. Well, they're not doing what I'm doing. But let me tell you something, I ain't trying to be like you. (laughs) I'm trying to be more like Him. (laughs) Amen. He must increase, I must decrease. I'm not trying to be the image of you. I'm trying to be made in the image of Christ. Trying to be more like Him. And from what I've seen, he was pretty merciful and gracious to everybody. And uh, I got much much to do in that area. They say, you know, you don't do what I've done. Or sometimes I've seen this where they put down, as preachers you see this a lot, I was talking with another brother about that. They say, you know what, he's been, he does drugs, he's done drugs and alcohol. But how often is that mentioned in the Bible? Versus pride, or gluttony. We don't like mentioning those ones, but uh, if you want to get around to it, pride's up there. You know, or this guy, you know, he's we're despising others because they're not like him, or you know that guy over there. Well, he's 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 been to jail. You know, I got a lot of role models that actually went to jail. I do. I knew this one guy he he went to jail I mean he grew up in a pretty good sized family he had a bunch of brothers you know and they didn't like him so they beat him up threw him in this pit and then they sold him off to slavery I know you think'm I'm lying but I'm not <laughs> I'm not and they threw him into slavery I mean you think I'm lying don't you all right turn over there to genesis chapter number thirty nine I'm telling you, this this guy inspired me. Genesis chapter number thirty nine. I mean this guy he he got sold into slavery, went in this guy's house, and this guy's wife was a whore. Tried to trap him when all he's trying to do is, as they it, as it say, he was trying to mind his own business. Took his garment from him and, well, and Joseph's master in verse number 20, chapter 39, verse 20, and Joseph's master took him and put him into what? Prison. Hmm. Look at that. So should we despise Joseph? <laughs> no. Probably shouldn't. He didn't do nothing wrong. Shouldn't despise him. You know, he actually prophesied in prison. (laughs) And after he got out of prison, he became a somebody. And you learn to Joseph, I see one of the greatest, I actually wrote it down in my Bible because I haven't preached on that yet. The Lord ain't given me the liberty yet. But you see one of the greatest things of forgiveness in that thing. I and mean, he says, "It is I, Joseph is my how's my father doing?" And they're like all... And he says, "Don't worry, you know it the Lord did this for benefit of you or something something like that. Pretty much don't lay it at your, and you're just like, Wow, how in the world did he do that, despising others." I think another other people that inspired me—they casting out demons. They weren't even Pentecostal. <laughs> Look over there at Acts chapter 16. I already went to this one before. Acts chapter 16. That's right. Some of the some of my heroes spent some time in prison. Even Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 16, a certain, that's not it, 16, 16, it came to pass as he went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are servants of the most high God, which show us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ had come out of her and he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of her gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and under the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrate ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into Prison. Charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who having received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. You know, what a thing. That's why these guys, I mean, that's a, that's a role model right there. I mean, how are you gonna... Good night, man. Sing praises unto the Lord in that time. Inner prison. All hope is, well, we're just going to sing unto the Lord. But despising others. thinking yourself as somebody else. When these guys are in the worst of the worst. Despising someone that might have been to prison. Think of Daniel. Daniel got thrown in the lion's den. I don't want that. My faith isn't that strong. I curl up in a little ball <laughs> and be praying real hard with a great prayer. <laughs> Heart, soul, body, strength, all I had. I mean, role models. I went to prison. Look at Mark chapter six. There's another one. What's that pastor always says? Just trying to change the way you think. Mark chapter six. And then verse number seventeen. It says, For Herod himself sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison. For Herodios' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. She threw him in prison. You know, for what? For speaking the truth. For being bold. I was talking about despising others. You now think about this. You realize How many books? You ever got a letter from prison? You don't think of it much when you're reading your Bible. There's four books in your Bible. Four books in your Bible that are written from prison. I mean, how is that not going to humble you? You know what I mean? That's why people say, oh, that holy this and holy that, and you're a holy roller. I go, have you ever read the Bible? I mean, have you ever read the Bible? It's God using a nobody, so he gets all the credit, (laughs) period. (laughs) You know what I mean? And they were obedient to it. I mean, four books written from prison, and you're going to start despising others? Philippians. I mean, John 3.16 is pretty, is probably the most profound verse, but I can do all things through Christ with strength. I mean, it's probably a close second. I mean, I've seen lost people have that verse tattooed on their arm because they think it means something. You know what I mean? John Jones, I don't even know if that guy's saved. He's got that same tattoo on him. One of the greatest fighters of all time. I talked with this one guy. I led him to the Lord, uh, working with him. I think that's the only reason Lord had me go over to that company. I was just talking to him, and he had Philippians 4:13 tattooed on his arm. I said, "You saved?" He says, "No. What's that mean?" I said, "Philippians 4:13. You know, I can do all things through so Christ strength strengthens me." And I explained it to him because my verse is Romans 5:6. You know, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ God died for the ungodly. I mean, that was the first verse I ever read, and just started weeping like a like a grown man. You know, and I said, "Man, I wasn't even you know." Lord put me back in a time when I wasn't saved and I didn't have strength, and He and He saved me, you know, protected me from that. It was until I got saved, and you have that inner dwelling of Christ, that you have the strength. And He understood it. And I think it was three days later. He said, "Yeah, man, I got saved." Called me up. He's all happy. You know, relationship with his family restored his relationship with his family up there. This Nathan guy, man, this is a great guy. But Philippians. Written from prison, the book of Ephesians. I mean, Ephesians, the one that talks about being unity in the church and unity in the body. He's writing that in prison. Holy Ghost is all over it, inspired, written from prison. I mean, I just it doesn't even fully sunk in to me. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's the way God works. You know, you're not going to get glory out of that, but God is. You ain't going to despise this book when you get up there. You ain't got. You better. You ought not despise it now. Colossians. When I first got saved, my first school, This is my second school field. This is the second. My first one, Colossians, was gone. I mean. Colossians, Philippians, and Ephesians, they were all falling out. I had to push them back in. The binding was ripped. I gorilla glued the whole side. I mean, you could hit somebody with it and hurt them bad. I mean, it was like, pack! I don't know if that's a horrible illustration. I apologize. I read Ephesians when I go home now. <laughs> you know, but forgive me, Lord. I don't know. But uh I guess that's why we should just move on to Philemon. <laughs> Turn over there to the book of Philemon. Speaking of Pharisee, friends. You know, Paul, he was a Pharisee. And he writes this last book. I think it's fair to say that none of us killed any Christians. And my friend Bill, he likes to remind me, um, I was not nice to Jehovah's Witnesses before I got saved. I'll say that. They'd come knock on the door and, uh, I, I looked over at my friend Bill and I go, I got this. And Bill would actually say, no, don't do it, Mike. <laughs> and I would scream something, which I'm not going to scream from the pulpit. And it wasn't swearing, but it just, it got them off the porch real quick. <laughs> you know, they never argue, they just, but uh I don't know why I even said that. You come a long ways. That's the worst I ever did to what I thought would as a Christian, but they're not Christians. But I'd say that I had a right to do that either, but Acts chapter eight, he was a partaker in Stephen's death. That's what It says. And then here you read this, we're just gonna read it for, for sake, just to see how far he came from. From killing Christians for what he believed as a Pharisee and despising others to see where he's at now. I mean, you got your original good fellows here. In verse number one, you have a fellow laborer. In verse number two, right there, you have in the, in the middle of the verse, a fellow soldier. In verse number 23, you got a fellow prisoner. And in verse number 24, you also have the fellow laborers. We'll just read it from verse number 1. It says, Paul, a prisoner, wrote this in prison. Of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Aphia and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed in thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. You know, he's said, look, I could just tell you what to do right now. He said, but I'm not. I could just let you have it. But I'm not. Hmm. Yet for love's sake, verse number nine, I'd rather beseech thee, being such as one of Paul the aged and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I beseech thee for my son, Onesimus, who I have begotten in my bonds. You know what he did? He led this guy to the Lord in prison. What a thing. Kind of like he did to the jailhouse guy over there in Acts chapter 16. What must I do to be saved? <laughs> I mean, they both said it in unison. You're like, what? I mean, what a joyous thing. That's, probably, that's what they're living for. He always said, pray for a door a door that utterance that, you know, like he could preach the gospel. Pray for me. And they said, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, verse 10, whom I have begotten in my bonds... Which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again. That phrase right there was oh, kind of, you know, I don't know how far to read into that, but I think old Philemon had a forgiveness problem. Cause he said, you know what? This, Onesimus ripped him off for some money or stole some stuff from him. He sent him back to forgive him. He said, oh man, you're done. Get out of here. He says, look, man, I sent him back there again. Again, I sent him again that thou therefore receive him. That is mine own vows. He says, you know what? Receive him as me, whom I would have retained with thee. Had a nice stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. ho. Oh, not a very polite. I mean, he said it really polite. That's a very biblical way of saying I'd rather have him than you. The word of God is gracious sometimes who might have retained with me that in thy stead He might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel, but without thy mind would I do nothing that thy benefit should not be as it were of necessity, but willingly for perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldst receive him forever. Not now as a servant, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, both in the flesh and in the Lord. And listen to this. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. If he hath wronged thee or oweth thee ought, put that on mine own account. Well, that's like Jesus right there. I, Paul, have written it with mine own hand, I will repay it. That's a complete circle, one hundred, three hundred and sixty, four thousand, three sixty degrees repentance. Amen. He says, you know what? I'm going to repay it. Going from killing Christians to, you know what? I'm willing to die for them. Just give it to me. I'll take that debt. You put that on me. Albeit, I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me, even thine own self besides. Yeah, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say but withal prepare, prepare for me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. Their salute, the Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, amen. You know who that Marcus is? That's that one they had a dispute over. Remember they had that dispute? You know, had yeah, yeah, it with Mark. I don't want that guy. He says, you know what? He says, salute him. So, evidently, that forgiveness came full circle. Didn't despise him anymore. Look at Acts chapter 26. Just to end this point. Oops, went too far. Acts chapter 26 and in verse number 1. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all things. Wherefore am I accused of the Jews, especially because I know thee to be an expert in all customs and questions. Which are among the Jews, wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was at first among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews, which knew me from the beginning, if they would testify that after the most straightest sect of religion I lived a Pharisee. Not any more. Now he's a Christian. And he ain't despising others. And he's came all the way around. I like how Paul, you know what Paul always did? I read all through these. I haven't counted them all, but I kind of want to go through them. You know what he always did when he got to be in front of somebody? Anybody? Anybody? He always gave his testimony. He did. And I got saved. And it says, verse number 13, at midnight, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun and shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. I mean, he's always just telling people about Jesus, not about how good he was. He's just going to tell people how the Lord changed him. And ever since then, he had it pretty bad by my standpoint but we got it all for the good. Amen. Turn back over there to uh Luke chapter 18. Like I said, I got some role models. Been in prison. <laughs> Try to be more like those guys. Not that I want to go there. Luke chapter 18. And it says, in verse number 10, two men, two men went up to the, in the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Turn one page over there to Luke chapter 19. You know what a publican was? It was a tax collector. And here you got this one guy, Zacchaeus. I never really sing that song. I don't know. I've only heard Miss Joanne sing it a few times. I think I've heard Sister Anna sing it a couple of times. A wee little man was he. I do not know how the song goes. But he was a wee little man. But there is some things here that you read about where you know what? The Lord liked him. And he even did some things that the Lord liked. And he was even comparable to this Pharisee friend over here that he's, Oh, I fast twice in the week and I give tithes at all I possess. Like the publican didn't do it. And Jesus entered in, Luke nineteen one, and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was of little stature. And he ran before... And climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him before he was to pass that way. You know what? He might have not been, I mean, he was a rich man, but he's a smart man also. I mean, you getting ahead of the Lord and you already figured out which way he's going? I mean, you're pretty good. How'd he figure that out? I don't know. Must have just been that one road, you know what I mean? But I like that. And he ran before him and climbed up in that sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. When I mean, he figured out which way Jesus was going. He goes, I'm just going to go the way the Lord's going. And I'm going to get up there because I want to see who Jesus is and see who he was. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. And he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying this, that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, and here he goes, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken any from anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For so as much as he is also a son of Abraham, For the son of man is to come to seek and to save that which is lost. Well, I take that, you know. Old Zacchaeus got saved. You know what salvation come to your house? He said, you know, I'm going to come over and dine with you, buddy. And you see the resemblances there. In verse number, turn back there to 18 verse 11. Says the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even this publican. I think I heard one brother, I won't call him out, but he had a perfect explanation for people that pray to themselves. It's like a prayerman. You ever see that? It's like, are you really praying to God or are you just praying to yourself? That's what this Pharisee's doing. See, so he just prayed with himself. Telling himself how good he is. I'm so good, Lord. If those, could, Lord, if they'd fast and be like me, Lord, and all their problems would be solved. Like, what? What are you doing? Are you talking to everybody else out here? Are you talking to God? You justifying how good you are? Are you just I mean, what are you anyhow? Comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. That's what that Bible says. We won't go to a second Corinthians ten twelve verse. But I will say, look, turn over there at Proverbs chapter six. We'll get a few more scriptures and we'll be done. Proverbs chapter six. This Pharisee's prideful. Proverbs chapter six. And in verse number sixteen. These six things doth the Lord what? Hate. Hate. Ooh. Should never say hate. Well, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. First one, proud look. Lord, I just think that I'm not like that other guy. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deceit, deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift under running. Sweet that be swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Well, we sure like to say, oh, you know, if you're going to get involved in drugs and alcohol. I mean, I get it. I get it. That's the go-to. But that ought to be a go-to. How are you looking at everybody else? Are are you a Pharisee friend? Oh, I'm better than them. <laughs> I love at I, I Chris, and I remember he preached a whole message kind of similar to that in a SpongeBob outfit. <laughs> Sorry, brother. We'll keep moving on. I obviously embarrassed him. <laughs> but but how are you looking at others? You know what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I mean you made an impact with that one. <laughs> But you know, you don't want to be in a Pharisee, friend. Look over there to Philippians. Philippians, one of those prison epistles, chapter number two. And I'll get through this. Philippians chapter two, verse number one. If therefore, if there. Be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bows and mercies. Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not on every man of his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Written from prison. It's amazing. In first 1 John 1.10, I mean, if we go. If you say you've lied, if you say that you're not. I'm just gonna go there. First John, you don't have to do it, but I'll, I could turn there. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. I mean, these are go to verses. But they ought to be life verses. You gotta confess your sin to the Lord. Daily. If we say that we have no sin, I know Brother Mike read this this morning, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. You know, this is essential. This is all based on what He's having closer fellowship with the Lord. I mean, that's what he says over in verse number three, that which we have seen and declare unto you that we also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the his son Jesus Christ. And these things write unto you that your joy may be full. You know, this is, this is it. These are just basics, basics. Oh, but I'm, I'm better than that guy. Oh, you better get that right. All right. Luke chapter number 18. We'll just go through these last verse quickly. I had this thought here. In verse number twelve he says, I fast twice in the week, I give tithes that all I possess. You know, he fasts twice in a week. So he he is an intermittent faster, which is great. I mean it is. But I mean, you know, praise and praise God for those that are willing to to fast. You know what I mean? I'm gonna start another one. It's my business, but I'm gonna do it again starting tomorrow for pastor. But you know what? What's this guy fasting for? If he's praying to himself, was he fasting for himself? I mean, I didn't get into that when I was talking about fasting, but you know, you, there is health benefits from it. From fasting. There is. But that's not why you should be fasting. That's for yourself. I can't find where they are. I'm fasting for myself. No, you're fasting for others. I mean, making sense there? I mean, there's benefits. If you want to fast and just, I mean, that's like, oh, I, I just need to quit eating a little bit. I need to go on diet. Or just not eat. Just, I need to take up my cross, you know, and not eat and work on this. You know, get my flesh in subjection. But don't call that a fast. Oh, I'm fasting. No, you're not. You're just, if you're fasting, you're fasting for somebody. That's what I get from the scriptures. I mean, Verse number 13, and the publican standing afar off would not lift so much of his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful with me to sinner. You know what he's humble. He knows who he is. Romans 3:23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You gotta memorize that. We're I mean, in Psalms 37. I forget which one it is. I just had it memorized. It says, Verily, every man in his best state is altogether vanity. David said that. Every man in his best state is altogether vanity. Every preacher that got behind a pulpit in his best state is altogether vanity. Every man. The Bible says, For whatsoever is not of faith is Sin. That's right. Trusting in yourself rather than trusting in God. I mean, the publican, he's just asking for mercy. Be merciful to me, a sinner. And he tells him, you know what? I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I don't know how to say this really. You'll learn that lesson if you think that you're going to lift yourself up. Because the Lord will bring you down. And then you can watch it happen to others where it does it to it. Haughty Spirit will come before a fall. God's not a liar that He should lie. (laughs) You know, you can just watch. You just, I'm going to stand over here. You know what I mean? Lightning's fixing to hit you. <laughs> you know. But I think we'll fin- we'll just stop there. I had actually, you know what? Turn to sec- Second Chronicles. We'll close with this one. You know what? God likes being humble. And uh, yeah, yeah. Second Chronicles. We'll close with that one. God likes you to stay humble. I think of Josiah. Um, this is to me one of the scariest verses in scripture. Um not this one, but just Josiah and his his the life of Josiah. And then no, I'm sorry, Second Chronicles thirty four and in verse number twenty six. This is God speaking. And he says, And as for the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall ye say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which thou hast heard. Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, and thou heardest his words against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst red thy clothes, and weep before me, I have... Even heard thee. also saith the Lord, Behold, I will gather thee to my fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to the grave in peace. Neither shall thou i see all the evil that I bring upon this place and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. No, because he humbled himself. You know what the destruction of Josiah was? What I believe doesn't say it, but that's what I believe. We can talk about it later if you want. When that King Necho came up and told him, he says, look, Josiah, he says, man, I came over here to go get war with these people. He says, don't meddle with me, for God is with me that he kill thee not. But you read about how good Josiah was and how he kept the Passover. He was the the best king that kept the Passover. That's what the Bible says. He was one of the greatest kings ever. But he went out and he disguised himself against that king. And God killed him. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, cause he hearkened not unto the words of God that came out of King Necho's mouth. I think I said that right. King Necho, yeah. And that scares me. That I would, that you could just, I mean, and I, so I meditated on that quite a bit. I said, why would he do that? Well, cause he's a tribe of Judah, you know what I mean? He's a king, king Israel. But he, God's with me. Who do you think you are? You're a flipping Egyptian. I'm better than you. No, no, no. God told me to do this, and I'm just going to be obedient to him, and I'm going to take these people out. Just go over there and don't mess with me that God killed thee not. Oh, I bet that struckle. Oh. Or even the fact that I't just I wouldn't just listen to somebody. That's why I'm, when somebody's talking, I try to always listen, no matter who they are, because you never know. I remember I was just, I was, <laughs> and you know, I was really wanting to kind of go home the other day. We'll close. I'll close with this just this. I was really wanting to go home the other day, and I just popped in my head. I said, you know what? I got to kind of study on this, study on on the sermon. You know what I mean? A little bit. I said, you know what? You, he, he, my my labor wasn't really feeling it a little bit. You know, we're kind of, yeah, you know, got four hours left. We just go home kind of thing, you know. And I'm thinking of pastor. I said, man, I wonder how pastor's doing. Right then. Hey, how's your pastor doing? (laughs) Who are you going to listen to? Is that the Lord just telling me? Yeah, why don't you just go home now? I said, oh, and I told him this and that. And I said, yeah, how you feeling? He goes, "Ah, I go home early tonight. All right, let's go. (laughs) I'm talking about a lost guy. He's going to stop your ears. Going be a Pharisee friend. Not listen. Think you're better than others. Fast twice in a week for yourself. I don't want to be a Pharisee friend. Amen. I want to be a iron that sharpeneth iron. I want to be a good friend. A brother. Amen.